RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster <clears throat> with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's happening, everybody? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Uh-oh, it says I'm getting an error. The stream's current bitrate is lower than the recommended bitrate. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. We'll have to, we just got to go with it and see. Hopefully, uh, nothing breaks. All right, this is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And we got a lot to talk about tonight. So thank you for hanging out. I see Richard W. in the chat room. Thank you, Richard, for your super chat right out of the gate. And another great show, Tara. Only It's only great when you guys are here. So hopefully there'll be more people showing up. This is how it is with Tara Buster. If you want to have a daily show at a set time, become a patron if you can at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That'll help keep the show going and growing. Also support the sponsors of the show uh most specifically we're talking about APS Radio News Tara Buster is proud and pleased i guess is the word to be um featured on APS Radio News we can't do it i can't do it alone so um we stick together we win that's the motto around here and that's the way it should be that's our that's the way oh shit here comes the Tara Jr Oh my God! Why? Jesus! Oh fuck! Just dropped my computer. Great. My desktop just fell over. I mean, laptop. Um, I meant to put him in the bedroom before I started the show because he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> the producer. You know how producers are. They get on your nerves sometimes. He's getting. He's just getting a little. Um, annoying sometimes, you know, the way he, he, he just screams at me. I love him. I do. But as soon as I start the show, this is what he does. You know, yeah, you know, I love him. I love you. Okay. And he's, he's purring up a storm. Listen, come on, purr into the microphone, please. <laughs> yes. All right. Hopefully we'll just let him sit there for a minute. If he gets really annoying, I will put him in the bedroom. I'll play a video and I'll put him in the bedroom. Yeah, I'm sitting down. I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm goddamn tired. So um, I'm not gonna do a, a a marathon tonight. A lot of times during the week, we 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 are free. We're more free, if that's the way you put it, for um, time wise. But let's. Uh, I need some sleep too. That's the thing. I feel like I'm still, I've had COVID, you guys know, and I feel like it's, I don't feel sick. I just feel very tired lately. And that's what I hear. People um, suffer that. Better tired than dead. So I uh, get your vaccination and booster. So, all right. All right. All right. When do we begin? There's so much going on as always. That's why, this, this is why we need a daily show at a set time, really. Because how else do you... You can't fight fascism part-time, okay? You can't fight it maybe on a Wednesday night and then on a Friday evening. And uh, it has to be a full-time endeavor. And I, 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 sometimes I cannot believe what I'm seeing. 
Um, I wonder with the Republicans, I, I wonder, um, you know, if they'll, I mean, they always overreach as we know, because they're unfit. They're fundamentally unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. So the end, as I titled the show, uh, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. They can't help it. They're, um, and this is why they are a minority party. They need to be um, a minority party because they can't handle uh, a free democratic republic. They, they hate this country. And with, basically that's the hypothesis of the show. And we bring the receipts every week. There's no, absolutely. Every time we get together, we bring the receipts. I wish I was wrong about them. I do. But I am not. They lack whatever it is. It's, you know, it's a part of the human condition. We're all, uh, people are different, right? We have some, you know, we have strengths and my, and weaknesses and um, Republican. There are different types of people. Some, uh, and, it's, and we're all, we're very complicated. Yeah, the way we were raised influences us are uh, you know our, we're products of our experience and our and some of us uh i don't know what it is they um i i do believe you know that's why uh certain areas of the country we have blue states and red states because people influence each other uh, it's how it is. That's how people are. We are an interdependent species. And when you get a bunch of Trump together, they, uh, you know, of course they influence each other. And, um, and th- we're in, a, we're living in an, in an incredibly toxic environment right now. It's almost unbelievable to me. I can't, I really, um, all the time I think, is this real? Uh, is this real life? Um, when, we listen to Ron DeSantis. I mean, his attack, just his attacks on on uh, AP African American studies, in itself, should be a, a, a deal breaker for the Republican Party. Just like coming down an escalator and calling Mexicans and uh, Mexicans rapists, and um, you know, and drug dealers, and some might be good people, but whatever. Uh, that should have been a deal breaker too, because if you are a if you are a patriot, then you we all patriots who believe in the grand experiment in liberal democracy will recoil from fascism as if from a hot flame, and we sh- we should be given the the historical les- lessons of the twentieth century, we should be hyper vigilant against fascism but here it is republicans consider fascism strength this is why i mean i'm talking about the average joe republicans because many of the republicans in leadership positions they know what they're doing they're they're not the stupid ones they they're just manipulating the dumbasses they know their audience and they that's why you'll never see a republic or hear a republican encourage their constituents or the people they pretend to represent they'll never encourage them to um broaden their horizons in any way that's and they they're constantly fed this 
uh, you know, the theme of um, you, you can't fix perfect, right? As far as the, the country, we're perfect. And if you point out any, any, uh, anything, uh, any uh, unfortunate or troubling history, which there are plenty in the country, uh, as, as in any country, then the Republicans, uh, they accuse you, they accuse those who are capable of self-assessment, um, they accuse uh, normal people of, of hating America, you know, but nothing can be further from the truth. Hating America, um, I mean, if you love America, you would want to bring out the best in people, right? And you would want to bring out, uh, do, do the necessary inventory to make this a more perfect union, Exactly. Like in, uh, in the, in the, in 12 steps in the rooms, you know, you take a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. You do it so you can get, you know, like every, like a stock and trade, like a, uh, a business, you know, Republicans like everything to be about business or so they say, um, you go in, you, you see what's working and what's not working. You take an inventory of what you have on the shelves, what's selling, what doesn't sell. And you hopefully get rid of what isn't working and you amplify what is working. And because this is, we've had, yeah, we, the country was founded in uh, racism and genocide and uh, manifest destiny and all that, and white supremacy, of course, that we have, a, we have work to do on ourselves because, you know, we have a very... Um, I, the, the, the promises of our founding documents are, are incredible. That's what makes America exceptional. And this is why Republicans are, they are, they hate America. They're not only hate America, they're confused by America because they, the, to them, the, um, I guess, what is American exceptionalism, which makes me want to puke when I hear it because I know they're, you know, they're, they're uh, misinterpreting whatever that is. The exceptionalism, the exceptional nature of the country is that we are a nation of immigrants, that we, and that, that, that's a new thing throughout uh, world history where, um, you know, we are, that's what made America great because we attract the, the, the best people of all the, you know, of, of the world. Okay, hold on. On the promise of freedom and democracy and representative government. Hold on, hold on. Gonna lower that a little bit. But anyway, Republicans hate that, and nothing says hate, um, they hate America more than Ron DeSantis, right? Uh, he is a fascist. He's a proto-fascist. Wait, hold on. I'm just trying to output something. And I don't know how, I don't know how people fall for it all the time. They, uh, they like that guy. And then this is what's so funny to me because, you know, Ron DeSantis is a, he's an abomination and uh, all true patriots like recoiling from Trump's uh, all Mexicans are rapists and all that. Uh, he gives me the same reaction that's how i feel about him he him his whole shtick in a nutshell his entire um his entire reason for being is to 
propel himself to the national stage. God help us if this, uh, if the fascist Ron DeSantis gets power outside. I the the fact that he has power in Florida is also is a is a national disgrace. But we're fighting the forces of fascism, and they put their thumbs on the scale. And that's, you know, that's uh, Republicans, you know, they, this is why they get into government. They're not in there to make the, the world safe for democracy. They're not in there to make America safe for democracy. They're in there to destroy democracy, to drag us back to the system, the founders fought a revolution to escape. They're absolutely, period, end of sentence. And... So let's start tonight because I I'm bringing we're bringing the receipts tonight. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about the the, the whole De- DeSantis and, and well basically in general the uh, fascism in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism and we I have some um, examples. Uh, this is why Republicans want to eliminate the wall of separation between church and state. This is why they attack minority groups, and of course now trans people are uh, vilified. But they they will uh, they always fall back on their standbys of gays and a- anyone who isn't a straight white male. So hey, hold on, I'm getting texted, I'm getting emailed because I'm. Uh, we're rescuing a cat on Sunday, or trying to. Yes, you heard me, Junior. We're getting another cat. Well, we're not going to keep this cat, this, this community cat, who I'm 90% sure was abandoned. So there go. It's going to be in the, in the it's going to suck because um, I won't have my bedroom then. He'll be in the bedroom in a, in a, cage but you know Terry Jr. Jr. can't go in there he doesn't like it he gets upset but he doesn't understand you know he 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 doesn't know what it's like he has no um concept of the world of what it's what it's like out there for other creatures like him so he has no empathy for that he's like a republican you know born on third base thinking he hit a triple this one it's the truth he, he really is like them in a way. He has no clue what it's like out there. He takes advantage. He, uh, you know, takes it, not takes advantage, takes it for granted. He doesn't realize how hard people have it. And, uh, you know, this is actually, this is what I was talking to Robin about. Uh, and also, well, in general, we were just, we were discussing about not just trans people, about, um, how asylum seekers coming to America, how these how these filthy fascists are a disgrace, how they treat them uh, so inhumanely. And it's because they, you know, um, they're but for the grace of God. If you're born in a country where, if you're born in America, if you're born in a free, uh, well, you know, quote-unquote free democratic republic, you know, like I always think about what my life would have been like if I was born in Saudi Arabia or something like that. Of course, it would be it would be a monstrosity. I would hate it. And I think of the people who are oppressed and there but for the grace of God. You know, 
the luck of the draw, my ancestors, uh, I wish they had stayed in Ireland, but they, uh, they're, they lived in uh, democratic societies. So, for, you know, for the most part. Well, you know what I'm saying. You, I'm not going back to 2,000 years or whatever, but you know what I mean. And Republicans, you know, they, they, they don't understand what it's like for somebody to pick up their life and then travel across a desert or, uh, you know, thousands of miles to get a, a, a slice or, or to, for the, the hope of having the freedom that these filthy fascists take for granted. They, they, you know, they have no clue. This is, they have no empathy. And it's the same thing with trans people, for example. If you don't, I, a lot of times I hear from Republicans or you just hear Republicans in general saying how, I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, you, you, God made Adam and Eve or whatever, not Adam and Steve and nobody, the, the innie and the outie and uh, whatever your pee-pee is. You got, you like that, um, what is a woman um, pedophile, Matt Walsh, well, alleged, uh, suspected, let's say, um, pedophile. Yeah, he's, something's going on there. Uh, Matt Walsh, how he, um, you know, interviewed some guy. How do you know you're a man? Because I got a dick. You know, they're, they're just so fucking, they're like infants, you know. And um, it's, and, and we know that trans people have existed throughout history. And they will always exist, just like gay people exist throughout history. And will always exist, even with the repression and the oppression of the filthy right wing and, and trans people too. So if you were born in the right body, thank your lucky stars that you don't have to go through that. And I mean, what, you know, that in the future, I hope if we are to survive yeah, that if somebody comes out of the closet or they, they re recognize themselves as trans or whatever, that uh, an evolved civilization says, don't worry, we got you. I mean, doesn't that feel better in general? We got you. What is so hard about that? that we share this small period of time together and then it's gone. Why do you have to be so ugly? Right? What do you get out of it? Right wingers. It's, it's disgraceful. And anyway, so I, that's what I think, you know, if you're born in the right body, congratulations. You know, I got fucked up eyes. I hate that. I want to get uh, stupid, I want to get, um, you know, LASIK or something. I keep putting it off. But, you know, things like that. But we all need a little help sometimes. That's the point. It's, uh, you know, oh, God, don't make mistakes. Yeah, he does. Ridiculous. Anyway, whatever. What was I saying? I'm just sick of them. I'm sick of them. Where is the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many things. And, of course, George Santos. He's another one. 
they're they're playing the both sides. What are what? No, no, no. The whataboutism, George George said. The whataboutism is a classic fascist tactic. Of course, it's like, well, don't look. What about this? What about what about the Jews? What about you know? Um, they're doing it with George Santos. They're saying, well, uh, what about Biden? Bi-? They're they're literally trying to excuse George Santos um, because Joe Biden, you know, and it's unfortunate. I wish Joe Biden, you know, I was not a, I was not for Joe Biden um, in the primaries or whatever. He has pleasantly surprised me with his understanding that. Uh, we need progressive policies in this country to actually uh, fulfill the promises in our founding documents. So that's been good. But, you know, I mean, the whole corn pop and back in the day, how many times he ran for for the presidency? One of the one time he had to bow out because he was caught committing plagiarism. He had plagiarized some speeches and plagiarized shit. So that's unfortunate, you know, but it's not George Santos, a person who is a an outright con man. Now you could say, of course, plagiarism is wrong. It's it's lazy and it's unnecessary too. All you got to do, if you want to you want to plagiarize something, just say, you know, you just quote it. Just say as so and so says, and then you quote it, right? Then you're, then you can use it, you know. But to pass it off as your own is another thing entirely. But um, you know, shit like that. That's not George Santos. But this is what Republicans are. They are, uh, you know, they can't help it. In every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. They are banning books. They're literally calling for the burning of books which you know that's one of the things i am i'm like is this real life is this actually happening and unfortunately it is and it's a disgrace it's a disgrace it's an embarrassment uh and yeah uh, how much longer are we going to take it i i always ask i really do but the thing is the with the republicans they can't help it they always overreach right all the time because they're unfit you absolute power cor- what is it what's the saying cor- uh, power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely that's the, the republicans they cannot help it it's not even power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely because they're already corrupt that's why they get into the game they're not in it for, uh, you know, to help their community. If they were, they wouldn't be so divisive. They wouldn't uh, be behave. They wouldn't be calling for burning books. They wouldn't be calling. F- uh, they wouldn't be attacking me- members of minority groups. They wouldn't, because we are a multiracial, diverse, democratic republic. Okay, and. You, you got to get along to for for to a degree of course you don't have to love each other but you we have to be able to work together and this is why uh, republicans would much rather have an authoritarian sitting at the at the top telling them who to hate and you know they really just lack the maturity to function in a in the kind of freedom they can only pretend to love. 
it's it's fascinating to me. It, it would merely be fascinating if they weren't so dangerous. I would enjoy studying them from afar, like Jane Goodall studied apes, of course. But they are, you know, they have real power because we've allowed them to get away with their bullshit. You know, we've allowed them to corrupt government, and of course, they exploit every. Uh, you know, every fissure of disunity, as Henry Wallace said, but they also, they, this kind a government that has legal bribes built right into the system is a magnet for the, for the grifters. And they're, they're a party of grifters. They got nothing. They can only, it's, it's all a show. You see, this is why today Joe Biden met with, um, McCarthy, you know, weaker speaker, uh, about the debt ceiling. See, they, they're, they, it's all, um, it's all for who can get the most whatever on Fox News or the most hits on Twitter or whatever the fuck, you know? It's all performative. They're not serious people because if they were, they would have, they, they would have a plan. Their only plan is that they don't like government. They don't want to pay the bills they ran up, you know? We, which are the results of Trump's tax scam. So now they're coming for Socialist Security and Socialist Medicare, right? Because they got nothing. They always hated Socialist Security and Medicare because it unifies the American people. And that was the genius of FDR, we need to get back there to the to where people understand that you know everybody in nobody out that is the only american way we need universal health care and things like that to belong to the people to belong to everyone so you know uh maybe somewhere down the road filthy disgusting fascists won't be able to divide us so easily as you see when Republicans are going after socialist, socialist security, they're having a hard time, as usual, because everybody likes socialist security. It's the most popular and successful government program. That's why Republicans hate it. They, 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 they're out there, you know, as always, wanting to privatize it, wanting to cut it, wanting to turn it into a welfare program that they can defund. Because they don't want the American people to believe or to even, you know, to have that overarching understanding that we're in it together. They hate that. They hate it. That's why they hate the post office. That's why they hate unions. That's why they hate anything that actually resembles a democracy or a functioning society that works for, for all. They cannot handle it. I saw actually actually on my Tarabuster Facebook page we posted it. Where is this? Let's see. We posted a a meme. If and I encourage you to join Tarabuster on Facebook and Discord, and if you can give the show a good review on iTunes, all of that helps. Share the show with your friends and all. <clears throat> but the the um, I'm trying to find it. The there was a meme, a meme, it, and it summed them up. Let me see if I can find it. It's worth the wait, I think. 
somewhat. I mean, it's not the greatest meme in the world or anything, but I should have had it handy. Let's see. Let's see. Tara Buster. Don't worry. We got time. I hope you got time. I see the chat room is hopping and popping. So if you're on other, anyway, if you're other places, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and hang out in the greatest chat room in American history. That's all I can say. Why are you cheating yourself? Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Come to the Tara Buster YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and hang out. Hang out with us. Get to know us. We're nice. We're good. We're decent. We're normal people. You know, we love America. We want, And that's why we want to make it work for more than just the likes of Kevin McCarthy or George Santos, the disgusting grifter. Okay, look, here it is. Aggrieved entitlement looks like this. See? I think I deserve to sit on this bench, too. So for those who are listening on the podcast, it's it's an image of a man and a, and a woman, a, a man of lighter pigment and a woman of darker pigment. And there's a park bench, let's say, or some kind of bench. And it, ex- and it simply explains, I think, and the woman, the female of darker pigment is saying, I think I deserve to sit on this bench, too. And then the next frame is the man of lighter pigment rolling on the ground saying, oh, my God, I've been pushed off. There's no room for me on my bench anymore. Is, doesn't that sum it up? That's what it is. You know, they think that uh, they're being, uh, you know, they're the most put upon of all of the categories of 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 Americans, right? That white men are the most attacked and the most they're certainly the most aggrieved. That's for sure. White Republican men, I should say. Cuz not all men. Men who are actually normal um get it. So but that's it. Oh, I'm uh, this is horrible. This is woke. I'm woke. This is too woke. We gotta stop it. Woke. If I don't hear, if I never hear that word woke again, but you know, that's another thing with the woke, with their woke bullshit. That is also, they're racist, you see. They can't help it. That's like fascism. It all goes hand in hand. But they, they're, it's no coincidence that the whole woke, stay woke, and all that, that comes from the African American community. That's why Republicans hate it. They are, they know what they're doing. They know that tickling racist funny bones is what, what will help give them or give them the illegitimate power they so desperately crave. And they're not craving power for, for you or me. I, you know, listening to them talk about the American people all the time makes me want to puke. When I hear um, Kevin McCarthy say, well, the American people. You're not, you, when the fuck has Kevin McCarthy worked for the American people? He's worked for the, the racists, the Nazis, the homophobes, the transphobes, the, the ugly people, ugly on the inside. He doesn't work. Who's he worked for? 
during the whole weaker speaker fight, and there was the flooding in California in his district. He didn't even say a goddamn word about it through the whole time that people were struggling and suffering. And that's the way Republicans want it. They're in government for their own political gain, and you're on your own, bub. Yeah, that's why, you know, uh, when uh, something happens in Texas, there's a storm and the power goes out, Ted Cruz fucks off the Cancun. They're not, you understand that's their knee-jerk reaction. Who acts like that? You're in a position of leadership, that's what you do? And then there's a crisis in your community and you fuck off to Cancun? You get your shit together? You pack? You leave your little little Bichon Freeze dog alone in the house to freeze his paws off? And you bug out to Cancun? That's a mindset. You understand? It's, it really is. How do you do that? How do you live with yourself? It's so, it's baffling to me. How would you, you would just go fuck off? It's incredible. But he's not the only one and he's, he won't, he's not the first. He's not the last Republican that's fucked off for his own benefit and left people high and dry or behind they leave people behind all the time they are they're they're vile everything about it what's going on all right hold on a second oh my god help me help us where is it where is it here we go. This is an article from Truth Out. Hold on. <clears throat> Henry Garo writes, Ron DeSantis is a case study in the threat of fascism in the United States. Absolutely. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is ascendant in U.S. politics, with new polling indicating that Donald Trump would now lose to DeSantis if Republican voters were given a choice today about who to vote for in the presidential primary. Oh, shit. He's back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put him in the bedroom while we still can, before the bedroom is taken up by Honey, the community cat. I know, you're a pain in my ass. But let, to kick us off on the Ron DeSantis is a fascist, I'm sure you've seen this. The, there is nothing more disturbing. That I haven't seen, a, there's many disturbing videos on the internet, as you know. But I, I can't even believe this was this came out during the election of course this ron DeSantis's ad about how on the eighth day god created him do he created a leader a fighter all the i mean if you're where's our international viewers uh, if you haven't seen this ad it's pretty chilling I'm going to play it, and in the meantime, while this is playing, I'm just going to put Junior Junior in the bedroom. Hold on. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise. 
sacrifice and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people, to save their jobs, their livelihoods, their liberty, their happiness. So God made a fighter. Can you believe this? God said, I need someone to be strong, advocate truth in the midst of hysteria, someone who challenges conventional wisdom and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just. Unreal. So God made a fighter. This camp, is this real life? God said, I need somebody who will take the arrows, stand firm in the wake of unrelenting attacks, <laughs> look a mother in the up. eyes and tell her that her child will be in school. How dare you? She can keep her job, go to church, eat you dinner with friends, and hold the hand of an aging parent, and taking their them? breath for the last time. A million fucking dead. So God made a fighter. God said, I need a family man. A man who would this laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his daughter says, I'm trans. She wants to spend her life doing what dad does. Oh, it's the so door. God of course they picked made the door. a fighter. Because they try to p pretend that they're, you know, they are inclusive. So God made this. Why does God have such a echoey, stupid voice? Does he have any echo control? There's something itching my nose. Peace. It's that, that video is is chilling is right it's uh, it is the stuff of nightmares and if this country was a functioning democratic republic if we were if we were taught let's say in school what what's going on with my camera here oh okay uh if let's say you know because you have to teach civics you have to teach uh you know um that republics are very fragile that they fail that throughout history this this is an 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 aberration having a country built on the liberal age of enlightenment inspired by the liberal age of enlightenment um that this is you know it's it's not, you know that's why it's the grand experiment in liberal democracy and um if we were a functioning society, that ad would be a deal breaker. You understand they, that anybody who saw that ad would, uh, all patriots, let's say, who saw that ad, I'm sure felt the same way I did, but the entire country should have, you just should have seen that ad and been like, fuck that. Who does this guy think he is? Well, obviously we know what he is, what he thinks he is. He thinks he's God. Well, I don't know if he thinks that. He thinks he he is confident whether he thinks he's God or not. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. Is but the the ad is for the authoritarian followers. He that's who he is appealing to. And that's how much they they uh you know they hate america because they are unconsciously attracted to that shit 
and they, you know, they find nothing wrong with it. It's incredible. But all patriots, all American patriots, and anyone who loves democracy from anywhere in the world sees that ad and is repulsed. It is absolutely repugnant. It is disgraceful. It is, it's, a, it's an abomination. And that, that ad, I know that it got some play on the late night talk shows and they some, I think Jimmy Kimmel mocked it and whatnot. It should have been universally mocked. And, you know, it should have been <laughs> the reason why he, uh, he proves himself unfit for leadership absolutely unfit to hold leadership position a leadership position in a free democratic society but that's all of them that's all of them that's republicans that's trump look at their standard bearer i was on youtube the other day just perusing and there was some you know the what was it trump recently posted about um you know the fbi agent that it found out was working with the russians or whatever and then he's trying to pretend he's uh you know he's aggrieved he's always aggrieved that he's not a russian puppet uh and he is of course but um he and, and at the end of the video he says burn in hell Right? Did you see that? I don't have it handy. That's why I'm just I'm just describing it. I'm sorry, but it's what? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's unbearable. And at the end, you know, when he says "burn in hell," <laughs> and I'm looking at the comments in this whatever I don't I think Forbes had posted it, and it uh, of course there was a lot of Trump anzies there, and the Trump anzies were like. Good for you, Mr. President. Tell us, tell it like it is, Mr. President. You see, they, because they are authoritarian followers, they they think that that fucking buffoon, that orange buffoon, is. They think that's strength when he stands there and spews his uh, stream of consciousness lies. And all of his, of course, you know, professional victimitis on everyone. They, they think that's strength. And, you know, I wrote something like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it really is a, an example why it, they prove me right. Republicans prove me right all the time that they lack the fundamental maturity to function in a democracy. They are like schoolyard bullies. That's about it. They're emotionally stunted schoolyard bullies. And, uh, you know, who think that the weak, the height of weakness is actually strength. Being a, uh, uh, bringing nothing to the table but little schoolyard bully taunts is strength to them. So I said, I said something about like, oh, for his next, his next show of strength, he'll call somebody a fat pig. So, and, and Republicans will be impressed. They think that's. That's, that is what normal people should do. You know, that's strength to them. This is why this country is fucked up and is, is, it, it is in a real crisis right now. And it's the crisis of democracy. It's will we survive as a, as a functioning democracy? I mean, there's corruption. The, these, these filthy fascists have 
gnawed their way like termites into the pillars of democracy, and they are toppling this shit over from the from the Supreme Court to the House of Representatives to the Senate. Like all of these people, these right wingers are, uh, you know, they're fascists. They're proto, they're incipient fascists. So let's uh, continue a little bit with this article on uh, DeSantis's fascism. And, yeah, and, and to repeat, you know, it really is, we, everyone, if you love America, if you love democracy, if you are capable of functioning in a free democratic society, Ron DeSantis should be, he he would be if, marginalized if the country. I mean, Ron DeSantis is a symptom, just like Trump was a symptom. He 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 didn't create the problem. He's exploiting it, just like George Santos. You know, the system is ripe for this kind of shit. But it's uh, you know the founders knew it was ha- it would happen. They tried to give us mechanisms to address it. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. We got Merrick Garland. Merrick the mild. Merrick the meek. Fighting fascism with a strongly worded email. All right, so let's see. But what the mainstream media are too often failing to recognize is how DeSantis' political actions from his shameful treatment of migrants to his use of election police to terrorize voters are fueling the emergence of fascist politics in the United States. Too often, issues are dealt with in the mainstream press in an utterly isolated fashion, removed from both a historical context and a number of related issues, For instance, many of the policies enacted by GOP legislators, such as the banning of books, resonate with politics that were used in Nazi Germany and other totalitarian countries in the 30s and in the 70s. Treating issues in a disconnected and isolated manner makes it difficult to understand how they fit into a broader pattern of domination and reinforce each other. And this is the thing with Republicans, what's going on now. Like, uh, for example, what happened? Um, DirecTV took Newsmax off of their platform. Good. You know, that's, uh, that's good. That's a step in the right direction. And because the, the, the swill, the fascist swill that is churned out on Newsmax, the big lie spreading fascist swill factory should be relegated to uh, the, the, the dark crannies of the web. Not, you know, uh, it, it shouldn't be on a major platform reaching the homes of millions of Americans, right? Uh, so that's a good thing. and But Republicans are, they're upset, of course. And they're taking to the, some of these uh, representatives. The, I mean, the House of Representatives right now is a fascist shit show. It really is. I'm just trying to find this. Oh, here it is. Here, here. Let me just play this quickly while we're on the topic. This is, hold on, this is Representative Van Drew from 
uh, New Jersey. Come on, play. Americans. American. Ugh. They're very upset. Aren't you? Oh, really? Fuck you. American. It's... America. The, is this is this guy? Uh, you know the pronunciation of America. Is it as irritating to you as it is to me? I know I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm not a chorus of angels here, but this is the. Actually, this was the guy I wanted to play. Let's see. Here we go. This is Representative Eric Burleson. All these right wingers are they? This because you know is this working for the American people? Right, they're coming for your social security. They're coming for Medicare, and they're upset about Newsmax. So this is what the Republican House is up to. They're upset that they don't have that 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 you know they they still have Twitter. They still have Fox News. They still have all these other fascist cesspools spreading the big lie and their divisive conspiracy theories and their kiss up, kick down bullshit. But you know. DirecTV is a private company. What are you going to do? But the Republicans are, this is what they do with their power. They, they do the, nothing, really, for the people, but they want the people to be twisted and, and propagandized and at each other's throats with all this fucking, all the lies of these effing fascists. You know, I often wonder... What 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 a different world it would be if Germany did something about Der Sturmer or what was the other one that was called, the original Nazi magazine? I wrote it here. Yeah, Volks, Volkischer Bolbacher or something. The People's. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. It meant this was that was the first Nazi newspaper. How do, what is this? Pronounced. Look at this. Pronounced what? How do you even read that? Volkischfleur. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Anyway, the people something or other. But here we go. And that was a good thing you know because lies disinformation will destroy this country and that's what republicans want but the thing is when you if you, when you listen to this guy complain about newsmax being taken off of direct tv they it's interesting how this the republicans of course they're professional victims but they are they're they're um, presenting the the act of taking this fascist, big lie, spreading, divisive, kiss up, kick down, uh, hate machine, this propaganda. Um, they're presenting it as that's Nazism, you know, to take away freedom, 
freedom of speech. You could go, you could still go to OAN or Newsmax. Go online. Go to wherever the fuck else they are. I don't know. Go to you could, but they don't have to be on Directv. I didn't see these fuckers whining when uh, Clear Channel took progressive radio shows off the airwaves. Right? They didn't. Not a peep out of these pricks. Not a fucking peep. And other things, right? I didn't see them whining and crying when different cable companies made MSNBC and CNN part of a paywall, right? And they made, but why old Fox News, the filthy fascist lie factory that makes viewers less informed than people who watch no news at all, as the study from that socialist rag business insider reported, right? I mean, I didn't see them crying about that. Not a peep. But when you get rid of, when a private company takes this fascist Newsmax, they don't want to host it. They don't want to be part of the decline of the American experiment. But it's, it's fascinating, it's interesting, and I know in the future, when they study this time, the, this will be part of it, how the Nazis cried Nazi when the uh, when the the whatever the the very weak forces of democracy or uh, decency attempted to write you know get to uh, get rid of them you know to put them where they belong in the nooks and crannies the dark alleys of uh, the fevered dreams on 4chan. Oh my God. A crust. Conservative speech is what? See, that's what conservative speech is now. It's anti-trans, it's anti-immigrant, it's hateful, it's filled with lies, it's conspiracy-addled. It's not, uh, you're not talking about um, low taxes on the rich and deregulation. You're talking about a, a fascist rag. Deplatforming, because well maybe you should okay wait sorry <laughs> a famous quote yeah oh okay you see how the when you try to tamp down on Nazism divisive is the racist fascist, lie-riddled swill that comes out of these Nazi propaganda outlets that are, they're fascists, you know? That's plain and simple. If a so-called news organization makes its viewers less informed than people who watch no news at all, what 
good is it? Is is it helping? Is it patriotic? Is it, you know, something that a so-called representative should be upset about? They should be applauding it. That the American people have one less chance of stumbling onto this filth. This swill. This filthy, disgusting, divisive swill that brings nothing to the table but hate. That destroys democracy and destroys unity, e pluribus unum, everything that the nation needs to actually survive as a free democratic republic. Yeah, right. Wow. How dare you? Just hundreds of thousands of patriots. What a dumbass. But that that's how it is with Republicans. You see, they they are the victims. And any ta- any chance to or any attempt to not to limit the access to Nazism is an assault on that. It's it's incredible. They, you know, I wish. Of course, it will never happen. This is just a fantasy. But I wish they would look in the mirror. You know, take that searching and fearless moral inventory of themselves. That when you when your you know uh, your news organization makes you less informed, makes people less informed than no watching no news at all, meaning not just less inf- they're they're malinformed. They're they're in a negative. <laughs> they're when they add up the scales. Uh, they're, they're, they come out in the red as far as being informed. They believe ac- outright bullshit. So I wish these Republicans would look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm, uh, you know, you're talking about Nazis. We, I'm the Nazi. Well, you know, not, I'm talking as, uh, as him. <laughs> so don't clip that out. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. Right. So anyway, hold on. Two, where was I on this article here with Ron DeSantis? Treating issues as a dis in a excuse me in a disconnected and isolated manner makes it difficult to understand how they fit into a broader pattern of domination and reinforce each other. For instance, attacks on LGBTQ people, people of color, and indigenous groups are rarely analyzed as part of the politics of disposability that in the past ultimately led to the rise of totalitarian regimes of terror, concentration camps, and mass murder. And that's it. You know, for many, for a long time, when I was crying fascism or pointing it out, for years, not just me, Mike Malloy, Robin Kincaid, we would talk about this for for decades. Well, has it been decades? Uh, close to a decade, more, more, more than that for sure. And but uh, people would say the response would be, "Well, there's no death camps." 
How dare you? There was, of course, then you would get attacked uh, with this bullshit Godwin's Law. Oh, well, Godwin's Law means that whoever, that uh, an argument on the internet or whatever ultimately devolves to somebody calling somebody a Nazi, and the first person who uses the term Nazi automatically loses the argument. And that, it used to drive me insane. I haven't heard much about Godwin's law lately, you know, because once again, it sucks to be right, but I'm, I'm fucking right. I was right. You have to nip this shit in the bud. You have to, that's why when somebody comes down an escalator calling Mexicans rapists, you recoil from it like you're recoiling from a hot flame. You say, oh, We've seen this movie before. We know how it ends, but we also know the beginning and middle aren't too good either. That's how it is with fascism. Yeah, it never turns out well. And it takes everybody with it. And a lot of people die. A lot of people get hurt. And how how much longer? You know, we're going to do this again? We're going to do this again, but now we're doing it in the country that helped defeat fascism. You know, the idiots talking about hundreds of thousands of people gave their lives for America since the founding of the country. Get the fuck out of here. You're you're millions, dummy. But that's beside the point. We used to fight fascism, not coddle it at home. I actually read uh, some op-ed, of course, which is always... Taking your life in your or suspect, but yeah. You know, when I I often sometimes I'll read uh, what curiosity. Uh, I'll read what Trump and Z's are saying. It makes me want to puke. But they this guy was. Uh, I wish I had saved it. Did I save it? I don't know. He was defending George Santos. The the what about ism saying. Why are we so upset about George Santos? Because everyone lie. All politicians lie. And what about Joe Biden's, whatever, he said something, you know, Joe Biden said a lie. And then um, Elizabeth Warren, what's the difference? Elizabeth Warren, oh, and this is how he put it. He said, Elizabeth Warren called herself an Indian. That's the way he put it. And uh, she didn't call that, you know. If you want to say somebody embellished their resume or life story or whatever, That's what I would call that. According to her, her history, her her mother, there was they they used to talk about their ancestry of you know a little bit of native. That's like me when I did my twenty three and me. I had like zero 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 point one percent Native American. Okay, so what I don't know what percentage she was, but does it matter? Who cares? And if she ticked it off on a box on an application sometime, fuck it. Who cares? It's not uh, for when everything hangs all this, when you put everything in the scales, it's, it's nothing. That's something like that you could forgive if George Santos said when he went to Baruch, um, let's say, you know, of course he, everything is a lie, but he, uh, he was on the volleyball team, but they weren't champions that year. 
right? Something like that. If, if everything else was true, it doesn't, you know, it does, okay, in the scheme of things, you can forgive. It's, all right, whatever. He said something. He, he, it, that is an embellishment. But it's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. And I, I but it goes to show you how we're, we're consuming all of these, uh, you know, different parts of the news or not parts. So how do you, how do you, but you know, just silos of information. And that's the problem. You know, it's not, it's, uh, when you delit when you, what is the term, you know, devalue the currency of truth. And that's what Republicans have done. And just, and to publish an article or an op-ed or, or a letter to the editor of somebody who's engaged in the entire, um, the entire article was nothing but whataboutism. What does it matter if George Santos th said this? Elizabeth Warren said that. It's not the same. And to, to give it um, you know, a platform and to amplify it is it sort of says that this is a legitimate form of argument. Well, no, you don't. Uh, if you go to court and you know, let's say, you know, uh, you're, you're arrested, if like, a murderer goes to court, uh, for murder. Well, I didn't, uh, you know, that Johnny murdered, uh, Susie, whatever. So what? What does that fucking matter? Each thing is its own thing. But, you know, Republicans have they 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 can't help it. They're fascists. They hate America. They lack the fundamental ability to function in an America. That's why they're they're all about turning it's dragging us back to beyond before the american revolution that's what they're doing and i heard actually i was listening to tom Hartman earlier and he was talking about um that someone had called the show and he he mentioned that what what republicans are they're turning what they want to do is turn this country into pakistan and we've talked about this on the show numerous times I wonder, maybe he heard it on my show. I would like to think maybe he listens now and then. But because that is the Republican dream land, Pakistan. The no taxes on the rich. Women are in there, know their place, right? Um, there's no government schools. There's no, uh, the military budget cannot be touched. It cannot be questioned. There's no freedom. There's no, uh, like I said, government schools. There's no abortion. You know, women have, they know their place. You're not free. There's a strict hierarchy. Church and state are intertwined. That's the way the Republicans want it. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I wish I was wrong. But I'm right. I hate it. I hate to be right. It sucks to be right. On literally and figuratively. So, okay, to get back to the article, too often issues are dealt with, oh yeah, I read this already. Treating issues in a, oh yes, I read it, I read that. Where was I? In another example, the demonization of those 
considered unworthy of citizenship, along with the rise of anti-Semitism, racism, and anti-immigrant hostility, nativism, and the war against transgender youth are habitually removed from the legacy of fascism. While some pundits have connected DeSantis's policies to an emerging authoritarianism, they still fail both to name the ongoing development of fascism in the United States and to recognize that it takes different forms in different societies and historical formations. And that's, the, that's it. That's why you can't say, well, there are no death camps, because that doesn't start with the death camps. It starts with Der Sturmer. It starts with Newsmax and Fox News and OAN. It starts with words. The Holocaust began in words. Demonizing and targeting minority groups, especially the Jews. That's how it begins. So, and that's what they're doing. That is absolutely what they're doing. They and they're they're doing this to trans people, of course. You don't think if they could put them in a camp, they would? Of course they would. They're trying to eradicate trans people. They don't, you know, they're trying to make it illegal to have gender affirming care up until the age of like 27. Which is fuck you. Who the fuck are you to, to stick your filthy fascist nose into somebody's life? You know, if they really liked freedom and they really cared about freedom, they would shut their filthy lie holes and shut up and go, you know, if they go to church, if you don't want you, I don't get it. I don't understand. You don't have to. That doesn't, you're not the pinnacle of existence. But that's how the Republicans are. It's an infantilism. The world, the center of the universe, is a very crowded place filled with right-wingers. You know, they can't see past their own eyelashes unless they're looking in a mirror. Every, everybody, uh, yeah, that's why they, it, it, it's, it, they are babies. They are infants. No offense to infants because infants grow up, for you hope. If they are guided correctly, so I mean, some may be born fucked up, but with proper education, decency, humanity, compassion, maybe they'll grow up and uh, they won't be right wingers. But right wingers, I'm telling you guys, you know it. I say it all the time. They are. There's something wrong with them. They are sick. That's why they have, they're always I mean, on social media that everything is a projection or it's a confession. We know that. They're always like, liberalism is a mental disease. Why? Why? What's, uh, what is the disease? They're talking about humanity. Humanity to them is a disease. Everyone needs to know their place. Some people are born to be slaves. That's right out of Rush Limbaugh. You know, Medal of Freedom recipient Rush Limbaugh. Some people are born to be slaves. That's the Republican in, in a nutshell. That is their ideology in a nutshell. The beatings will continue until morale improves. 
and uh, everyone gets in their place. Everyone in your place, white, straight-acting white men at the top, rich, of course, and you and everyone else will have to deal with whatever and await your rewards in heaven. And uh, to distract you from uh, ever, ever expecting anything, uh, expecting your government to work for you or to function in uh, in a fashion that might promote the general welfare they'll they they'll they'll give you the uh targets they'll give you targets to inflict germanias on <sighs> and that's i mean the whole thing desantis george santos mccarthy perjury trader green all these people all these monsters they hate, I mean, you hate, they hate America. When they're uh, talking about government is the problem and all this, that's the government that that fucking moron just talked about saying how hundreds of, a hundred thousand people died for over, since the beginning of the, the country. What, what, what's a country except their government, Right. They, the founders fought a revolution to create a government. And Republicans hate that government. They hate it. They want to drown it in a bathtub. They want to shrink it. They want to drown it. The most terrifying words are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Except who do they call the minute they're in trouble? They want government to function. This is why they, they, they're unfit. So, to continue with the article from Truth Out by Henry Garreau, fascism is never entirely interred in the past. It is a dangerous ideology that may go into remission, but never disappears. Fascism is a recurrent and infinite... I can't even talk infinitely, excuse me, translatable phenomenon that often takes on the cultural and political attributes of the society in which it appears. The refusal to acknowledge that fascism can appear in many forms, often lying dormant in a society until the emergence of certain forces unleash it, reinforces the willingness of many to retreat into silence or ignore the seriousness of the emerging fascist threat. I'm talking to you, Merrick Garland. Expressing ourselves in words, learning from history, and making connections among disparate events all matter in the age of fascism. Kelly Hayes speaking in a Movement Memos podcast published by Truth Out is right to say, we must also understand that there is no ethical silence in the face of fascism. Silence is complicity and cooperation, which helps facilitate atrocity. That might likewise be hard to hear, but how many liberals and left leftists have fallen silent on trans issues as the Republicans make the elimination of trans people from public life the new centerpiece of their, politi of their politics, which is in itself a disgusting and unacceptable 
turn of events in this country. Everyone, everyone, uh, of course, you know, everyone should be appalled and fight it. But, you know, we're dealing with a uh, corruption in the system that is they've they got their hooks in. But this is why we can't remain silent in any way. Silence is complicity and cooperation. Fascist politics saturate U.S. society. Ultra-nationalism, the calls for racial purity, voter suppression, hyper-militarism, required loyalty oaths from higher education faculty, rampant censorship, a ubiquitous anti-intellectualism, and a full-fledged attack on social provisions and public goods make clear that democracy is in crisis. Yet, in too many cases, the larger significance of these incendiary calamities is missed because they are treated as separate from each other. Examples of the landscape of disconnections and the fascist conjecture is that that it supports uh, that it supports, excuse me, are not difficult to find. Two recent seemingly disparate events include Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's demonization of migrants and the former asshole, uh, asshole Trump hosting Kanye West, a publicly declared admirer of Hitler and an anti-Semite, and Nick Fuentes, a well-known white supremacist, anti-Semite, and Holocaust denier. And I will add... Uh, this is what got me annoyed when this ha- when this first happened when he had dinner with Nick Fuentes that they and they rightfully called him out as an anti-Semite he is but he was he's also um, a, a, a a hater of America he's the one that wants to have um, hold one more election make Trump president and that's it end American democracy. That's, you know, he does, and they do it while, sur- but while surrounded by flags. So that, yeah, he's an anti-Semite, but he is a, he's a Nazi. So is perjury trader green. They, they can't help it. They really can't. That's what it is. That's why she went and spoke at his conference. They they behave in a fascist way because they are fascists. They are authoritarians. At his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, most, but wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah. At his hosted at the whatever Mar-a-Moron. Both of these issues received a great deal of attention, but were easily forgotten and disconnected from each other. Both of these events were largely detextualized in the liberal and corporate-controlled media, treated as isolated issues, and as such illustrate the hegemonic power of politics of disconnection. So, this is a very long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we'll be here for hours, but... Oh, my God, what's going on with my camera? It just went red. the hell where's my what happened here my ipad oh it's over here okay oh gee and yeah so anyway that's just 
what where where is this other thing here here's um another we're not gonna read the whole thing i'll just read a little bit ron DeSantis's attack on black studies is textbook proto-fascism this is from truth ad barbara ransby writes that Florida's unapologetically racist governor, Ron DeSantis, announced last week that he's banning an advanced placement pilot course that would have taught Florida teenagers about black about the black freedom movement, black cultures and contemporary issues that impact black people. Well, he said there was no, you know, educational value in that. But Ron DeSantis is a filthy fascist racist, and he is tickling those filthy fascist racists funny bones to uh so he can get his filthy fascist claws around the neck of power and choke the life out of democracy with a nod towards his homophobic base and illustrating his own ignorance desantis added uh, excuse me asked the question how could queer theory be relevant to african-american studies well why don't you Open your ears and shut your mouth, as we say in the room. Put the cotton, uh, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth, you fascist. And listen, maybe take the damn class. Maybe you'll learn something. But Republicans have other plans. I realize that. Learn? Perhaps if he were, if he had taken an African-American studies class somewhere along the way, he would know the names of world-renowned, award-winning writers, artists, and courageous activists whose long careers and eloquent words answer that question. From myriad angles, he would know about the grand poet Audre Lorde who wrote about love uncircumscribed, facing cancer, heroically, and the dangers of living our lives in closets. He would know about the unrivaled James Baldwin, who taught more about the U.S. to the U.S. than any other mainstream textbook ever could, and also nurtured his readers into a larger humanity. And he would know about political figures... And uh, one of the organizers of the Great March on Washington, Bayard Rustin, excuse me, I can't talk. Or uh, Miss Major, the black trans activist who led in the historic Stonewall protests against unchecked police violence against New York City's LGBTQ, especially trans communities, in the late 60s. Their lives and stories are why queer theory is important and important to black history. Perhaps DeSantis would have known this had he not had a skewered and impoverished education. If he had not taken, if he had taken, excuse me, an African-American studies course in the 80s or the 90s when he was in school, perhaps DeSantis would also know about the long and bloody history of racism in Florida and the righteous freedom fighters who organized against it. These struggles were not just against hate or prejudice. They were a response to system-wide discrimination, greed, and domination. But there you go. Where? I'm just going to skip to the bottom. In attacking African-American studies, DeSantis has taken one more step 
toward not only a full-on embrace of white nationalism and authoritarianism, but also towards situating himself in a truly alternate reality where facts don't matter, where research is irrelevant, expertise is sidelined, and young people are scurriously miseducated. And this is, I mean, in Florida, let's not forget that Hey, um, in Florida, you don't even have to be a certified teacher. You just have to be like, I can teach me. Uh, you know, I, I read a book once in uh, a long time ago, but you know, and that's fashion. You know, who cares about education? Why would you need education? This is why. In the South, during the slavery times, education, educating your enslaved humans was illegal. This is what Republicans want. They hate education. They hate a critical thinker. They want somebody that's going to fall down a cue hole and, and then uh, run for Congress like Perjury Trader Green spewing all kinds of bullshit. They like that because it turns the American people against each other. It turns us into what they want. An authoritarian kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine-sucks-to-be-you kind of system that the founders fought a revolution to overthrow. That's it, man. DeSantis declared his war on anti-racism in his gubernatorial acceptance speech on the 2020 election night. In doing so, he indirectly also declared war on, on the black freedom movement itself. And this is what Republicans have been up to this for a long time. They have been actively branding the Democratic Party as the party of black people. They do this, you know, I got no problem with that because 90% of uh, the communities of darker pigment vote Democratic. And Republicans, we've talked about it before, they they uh, spread the, the old racist trope that they do that because Dems give them free stuff. You know, because that's all that people with darker pigment want. They just want to hang out and, you know, take advantage of those hardworking racists. Like Ron DeSantis, you know, God, who God made them on the eighth day. But, uh, yeah, they, they've, they've done that. So it's part of the Southern strategy, really. They tickle the racist funny bones and they want to separate Americans into camps where the, you know, being a Democrat, according to them, is not, you're not just a, uh, a different political party or whatever who holds, you know, you have different views on how to make this, the country work for all, you know, you're a demon. So, and like I'm saying, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. I got some more receipts here. Yes. You heard DeSantis. Okay. Thank you, Winston. Thank you. That's because, you know, because every time I was saying there was an um, an error message that came up, 
it was something about installing some audio driver, like in the middle of the fucking troll. I wish it would just, if there is an update on Ecamm, that when you open it up, it says, okay, got to do the updates now. Not in the middle of the show. So it said install some audio driver. If I did that, who knows what would have happened. The show would have stopped and that would have been the end. So I I clicked cancel. Cancel for now. But anyway, that's the kind of things that get on my nerves with Eek. I should write them a feedback. Because why why are you popping up messages in the middle of a live broadcast saying, would you like to install this? Would you like to update? I'm not kidding. It happens a lot. And it's annoying. It is annoying and not work. It doesn't help me. Okay, let's see. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Richard, for your super chat, of course. Your lonely super chat. (laughs) I'm just kidding. At least it's not. At least there is a super chat in there. If you can, become a patron. Please do. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. Even though we have bad audio. At times. If you want better audio, you gotta become a patron at patreon.com slash devil. Oh yeah, the other thing. Well, well, well. I wanted to talk about Gigi Song. That's, I guess I'll do that at the end. Remind me. Because while we're on the topic... We'll go through a couple. I just want to play some more th- very frightening examples of Republican fascism. And um, here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Here we go. We should be. We should all be in, uh, incredibly concerned that a bunch of Republicans. House Republicans, like members of Congress, attended a, where is this? This is from Right Wing Watch. We are Babylon. Dozens of Congress members participate in an anti-LGBTQ prayer service. Dozens of, this is from Kyle Mentala on Right Wing Watch. Dozens of members of Congress joined an audience of religious right activists and Christian nationalists, which is fascists, at the Museum of the Bible this morning for a national gathering of for prayer and repentance. That's and I'm talking this morning, February first. Sponsored by various LGBTQ, well, anti-LGBTQ religious right groups, such as the American Family Association, Liberty Council, Alliance Defending Freedom, Pacific Justice Institute. The prayer gathering was emceed by right-wing activist Jim Garlow and Well-Versed, who is associated, Well-Versed, please, get lost. Who, um, where was I? Who is associated with the Dominionist uh, New Apostolic Reformation and Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, 
Remember when Josh Duggar was like uh, one of the uh, vice presidents or something, you know, while also being a pedophile? Oh, he's not alone, I'm sure. Both Garlow and Perkins were active promoters of the assholes uh, stolen election lies with Perkins and FRC actively working to overturn the election results via pressure on state legislators. You know, the traitors. They're a bunch of traitors who hate America. They hate democracy. So what do you do when you're a traitor who hates America? You try to overthrow the legal, uh, legally elected representatives that your fellow Americans vote for. Because your fellow Americans are, you know, they're woke. They need, they, they, they can't be trusted to read books. They're groomers. They're grooming children not to be assholes. And we can't have that. The two and a half hour event consisted of a steady stream of penitents offering prayers on behalf of the nation. Oh, thank you. Thank you for praying for this terrible nation. Covering everything from reproductive choice to marriage equality to foreign policy and the media. The tenor of the prayer service was well encapsulated by Pastor Andrew Brunson, who became a right-wing celebrity after he was freed from detention in Turkey during the Trump scum show of an administration. Brunson used his prayer to warn that the United States will soon face the judgment of God. Well, I've been waiting for it. Where is it? You know, how am I, this is another thing that we have to endure from right-wingers. You know, it's always, uh, they always waste our time with all their bullshit. This is happening, this is coming if we do this, the slippery slope. How have we been at, uh, waiting for the judgment of God for millennia? Hello? You know, gay marriage means that people are going to, there's going to be an outra- there's going to be an outbreak of people marrying their pets. Where, where? Has that happened? The ACA means that uh, you're going to go on a death panel. Oh, they, if you have to go to the doctor, they, they're going to be like, get in front of this panel and we will assess whether you're, you're eligible for treatment. Now, that's, that's already happening. That's the for-profit health insurance racket. But that's okay. But also, you know, Republicans waste our time. We're we're soon going to face the judgment of God for being woke, you see, for not hating on targeted minority groups. I often wonder, you know, because they're talking about trans people, of course. You know, God made peepees, innies, and outies. And God doesn't make mistakes, so whatever. Uh, what maybe trans people are here, if that's what you believe in your sky spook. But maybe trans people exist so as a test for you to show some compassion, to be uh, a normal person, to be nice, to be human. Uh, yeah, to not be an asshole, to not be a fascist freak. So anyway, uh, the United States will soon face the judgment of God for having become the primary corrupter of the world by supporting LGBTQ rights. 
didn't I say? They hate America. They hate democracy. They are incapable of functioning in a democracy. E pluribus unum, you know, when, when, I, when we see uh, Trump talking about Mexicans as rapists and we are disgusted by that, they are encouraged by that. They, they like the divisiveness. They like targeting minority groups. And just like the Nazis, it's all because of love. You understand? This is the same shit. The Nazis killed children, families, millions, and all because they love their country, you see. That's what I'm telling you in a different time, all, all that is separating Republicans from being the outright brown shirts, putting people into tra uh, train cars and taking them to camps to exterminate is, is the opportunity, environment and opportunity. That's it. That's all, that's all that separates them. Because if this was 1930s Germany, what do you think they'd be? Would they be in the resistance? No, it's always right-wingers. You understand? It's, tr it's the truth. Part of the reason the Nazis were able to take power was because of the right-wing, not just the right-wing dupes, like the, the brown shirts. They're, they're uh, what are now are Trump and Z's. They're, they're literally calling themselves red hats. You realize that? This is a new thing I've been saying, red hats. We, we call them that too, but I call them maggots, morons, maga morons, but they're calling themselves the red hats. The brown shirts, the black shirts. You gotta, it's always something like that. They are fascists. But, you know, the, the, the reason, you know, they just, they just can't help it. In every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. They, this is who they are. They, and that, and I'm telling you, if this was a functioning society, a functioning democratic republic, and we had, and our, let's say our country wasn't functioning with uh, legal bribes built into the system and, you know, it taught civics and diversity and promote the general welfare and e pluribus unum and all that. They might they might be able to keep up at least. At least they'd know to shut their their holes, their lie holes, and evolve. Try to evolve. You know, but instead they get they hang out together. You know, and they they get encouraged that they well they all get together and they're like. Yeah, I'm a victim. You too? Me too. They, these woke people want us to accept others. Well, I don't care if you accept people or not. Just shut your mouth. Don't be a Nazi. That's all that has to happen, but they can't help it. They can't help but be Nazis. They can't help to use the power of government not to promote the general welfare, but to target minority groups to tell you you know free we're free florida's free but can't read books desantis said that um until further notice consider every book in florida banned 
until it goes through a review. Can you believe these fucking people? <laughs> Please. God help this country if DeSantis is ever given national power. Shame on Florida. Shame on them for allowing it. Anyway. So the two and a half hour event consisted of a steady stream of penitents, which I already read. The tenor of the prayer service was well encapsulated by Andrew Brunson, who became the right wing celebrity, blah, 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 blah. Judgment of God. The Bible draws a, this is what he said. The Bible draws a picture of Babylon as the wealthiest, most powerful city empire of its time. A nation that sets itself against God and uses its power and wealth to lead other peoples into immorality. And what they call immorality is actual morality. You know, they mean accepting people, being human to others, being decent, respecting the inherent dignity of someone else's life. That is, that's immorality to them. And he goes on, this is us. We are Babylon. The United States is the Babylon of this generation. Let's just play a few of these um, upstanding fascists, republicans. Let's see. Here's, Here's one. You say in your word that unless the Lord watches over the city... The watchmen stay awake in vain. Crying. Lord, we are a nation without a rudder adrift. Father, we think we're so smart. This is Representative Randy Weber. All right? An actual congressman of the secular government. Yeah, that was founded as uh, the antidote to a a church and, and, and state intertwined with a intergenerational aristocracy and hierarchy. We've kicked you out of schools. We've kicked prayer out. We've kicked the Ten Commandments. And we've replaced you with drug-sniffing dogs, with armed police officers, with metal detectors. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us. and, And you know he's doing everything to arm people. You see, they're so disgustingly hypocritical. They, they're, they, they love Jesus. They pretend to love Jesus. The, but Jesus warned us about them. They are the hypocrites that Jesus warned us about. Father, we've trampled on holy matrimony. Lord God, we have killed so many babies and we call them a choice and I remember in Deuteronomy 30 19 Moses called Israel to choose life so that we and all of our descendants could live Lord our descendants aren't living we're killing them in the womb father you also say the word that the borrower is slave to the lender and Lord we have totally forgotten your word and your precepts and we're 33 trillion dollars in debt father we think we're this is a fucking congressman. Someone, is this real? Is this real life here? 
He's blubbering and blabbering about gay marriage, about the debt. Well, well, do something about the Trump tax cuts, you fucking hypocrite. What does Jesus say? Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. Sounds just like a Republican. So smart, but Lord, please forgive us. Please, please put America back on the right path to worshiping you, Father. I ask this through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Where do we live? This, if, if this were a functioning Democratic Republic, that asshole would know to go pray in his closet like the Jesus he pretends to worship told him to. I want you to join me now in extending your hands if you feel comfortable in doing that. And I'm going to ask the members of Congress, I'm just going to pray over you, and I'm going to ask you just to, to look at me as I pray. Father, I thank you for these men and women that you have called to this city for this time. We are grateful for them, and we thank you for them. And Father, right now I pray over them. I pray healing for the wounds that they have received. I pray for encouragement where there's discouragement. I pray for boldness and courage where there's intimidation and fear. I pray for unity where there is division. And not just on one side of the aisle, Lord, but I call that forth as Americans that we would walk in unity and understanding of one another, that we are all created in your image and therefore worthy of respect. With their, uh, Father, Nazi as an American, I speak a blessing upon these, your leaders, and I ask you to strengthen them, to encourage them and to increase their number. See, they're praying over members of Congress. Here's another one. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. That makes a lot of sense. Strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Because these, I mean, it's another way of saying these fuckers wouldn't pull a hair for this goddamn country. Father, I pray that we might be at a turning point in this nation of once again embracing you. In Jesus' name. Embracing Amen. you by inflicting your their their fake Christian manias on a country, turning it into a theocracy by hating certain people. You know that God. It's not you. God is telling you to hate. God is telling you to stick your big, filthy, fascist, Republican nose into people's private lives. Unfit. What did I say? Unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. You want a shithole like 
You want some uh, 13th century, even worse, 9th century, whatever. You want some kind of demon-haunted 13th century world? You, the Republicans are for you. But you want a modern nation? You want a great nation? You want a nation that lives up to the promises of its founding documents that are that that are beautiful but yeah then don't vote for them heavenly father we come to you today covered in that precious blood of your son and in his righteousness sick as grateful recipients of your grace to earnestly this is a member of congress that's Representative Mary Miller, an actual representative of the Congress. Plead for a spirit of repentance to move among this nation. It is true, God has shed his grace on us, on America, but we have lost our way because we have rejected you as creator, Lord, and savior. Now we are adrift and foolish, calling evil good and good evil. Oh, that and must we are be, bankrupt. you know, gay people living. Well, they want gays and trans people. They want uh, everybody to kill themselves. Morally and financially. We most humbly ask you to intervene. Deliver us here in Congress and in our country from going our own way and thinking our she own thoughts. She had to write this down, too. She's reading off a piece of paper. Please, Heavenly Father, take the scales off our eyes. Help us <laughs> to acknowledge... It, take, a, take the scales out of your eyes and put them in your mouth, lady. Our need of you, our need to weep and mourn over our God, pride, what a our life immorality, child abuse, and idolatry. Child abuse. What's more abusive than a country where child poverty, child hunger is a thing? The richest country on earth. That's not what they're talking about, though. They're, they're pretending to be all about child uh, exploitation when they—you understand? It's, not, it's just another grift for them because if they really cared about children, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be one single hungry child in this country. Children would be able to go to school. Their parents would be able to earn a living wage. They wouldn't have to, you know, where you could have time for your family. You know, one income. You know, you could have one job and actually make a living. A decent middle class life. Kids could go to school. Then when those children grow up as young adults and they go into college, they don't come out of college as indentured servants to banksters. If they really gave a shit about children, they would set the they would invest in children, set this country up for success. But they want to drag the country back to the dark age. And we're talking about Pakistan. That's a modern example of what they want to do to this country. But really what they're doing is dragging us back to the dark ages. That's what the that's their policies. The Dark Ages, what? Uh, kiss up, kick down, intergenerational, autocracy, authoritarianism. The, the, if you were born rich, you stay rich. If you're born poor, you stay poor. There's none of this upward mobility. 
that you work in the field. You're, you are working for your Lord. Your reward comes in heaven. And then you don't pester your Lord because if you were meant to be rich, if God wanted you to have a seat at the table, he would have made, he would have made you born that way with a seat at the table. Oh, but don't worry. All the scales will be right when you're dead. You'll get a mansion in heaven. And if you get sick and you can't work, you go to the church. You beg the church because there's no social safety net. You, you got a charity if there's a, if there, then that's what the Republicans have always talked about. People should go to the church for their, for, for, to get their needs met. That's the dark ages. The founders fought a revolution to escape that shit. We tried that shit for thousands of years. It didn't work for the majority of us. That's why this grand experiment was created as an antidote to that. And then uh, talk about education. Education is a providence of the rich. This is what Republicans want. They want the country to be like the Dark Ages. And don't think it can happen. Because time and or progress is not linear. It's not. We could tur- we could uh, most definitely take a step backwards and turn into this. Look at look at other countries that are living in the dark ages right now. Afghanistan, right? Uh, Trump's favorite place, North Korea. Well, one of his favorites, one of his top ten. It's in the upper top, maybe the top five. There's two after Russia. So Russia, same thing, right? Everybody knows your, pl- you know, you don't pester. You don't, be- you know, it's, uh, you're, you, there's nothing you can do. Your government doesn't work for you. It works for the rich. It w- keeps the rich richer. Don't expect anything from government. That's what Republicans want. They want to separate people from their government, which is them, which is us. They, that's why so many died. That's why every soldier who's lying in their cold early grave gave their life. That's why the, the, they stormed the beaches of Normandy for that. So we were free. So we could, that, but that, what is freedom to these people? You do what they tell you to do and that's free. Then they're free from you. They're free from having to, I don't know, treat you like a human being. That's too much for them. They can't, you can't do that to them because that's, you're oppressing them. If you're, if you expect them to treat other people that their sky spook told them aren't people, if you're expecting them to treat other people like people, that's just too, that's not free. They're not free then. Oh, and God, please pray. Bubbling, blabbling crying that other people are are have courage have you know are attempting to 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 just squeeze a little bit of happiness and self-acceptance in this blip of time they're trying to just squeeze a little bit out of it it's in spite of republicans all the hard work they do creating a hostile environment 
these they make us sick. You know, they don't just make me sick. They do. But they make everybody sick. Inflicting their sickness on everyone. If only they followed the teachings of the Jesus they pretend to represent, or, I mean, pretend to worship, as they pretend to represent us. If only they, re- they actually followed his teachings, we wouldn't be in this position. They would be praying in their closet. We, if they don't like abortion, they wouldn't be sending women into back alleys. They would, they would promote the policies that actually cre- create and, uh, or actually reduce the numbers of abortions, like universal health care, higher education, living wages. That's what they would do. Instead, they want not only abortion, they want more dead women. Everything about them. I wish they were actually Christian. It would be great. They would be visiting people in prison. You know, we wouldn't have to deal with all. They, they would be a more, it would be a more kind and and compassionate country. It would be a more humane country. You know, welcome the stranger when someone when a uh, asylum seeker comes to the border they wouldn't be met with these these uh orangutans like uh, like uh, the likes of perjury trader green screaming in their faces or perjury trader green fans they would be treated humanely you know when i was a stranger you welcomed me doesn't say when i was a stranger you you put me on a on a plane in the middle of the night without any fucking shoes and screamed about building a wall. When I was a stranger, you treated me like shit. You tricked me. You shut your doors. You you acted, you, you used me as a pawn like I wasn't even human. God, if only they were Christian. Really, we would be in a better place. God, Jesus, please uh, stop gays from getting married. And well, we lived in that world. We don't live there anymore. Too bad. Try to keep up, Republicans, conservatives. The world is evolving. It continues to evolve without you. This doesn't make it a bad thing. It means that more people get to live. They get they get to not want to kill themselves. You know? That's not su- such a bad thing. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Right? Am I wrong here? No, I'm not. What's going on in the... What's going on in the chat room? All right, what else I wanted to do before we hang it up? How's everybody? How's everybody doing? How's everyone doing? 
Okay, well, let's just do this Gigi Sohn. And then I'll say something about George Santos, and then we'll, we'll get unconscious, and we'll meet back here Friday evening. But we all have to do everything at the same time, so we will all be going to sleep soon. So Gigi Sloan, for those who don't know, is the is Biden's pick for FCC chair. It's remained vacant. The the seats remained unfilled. And of course Republicans are blocking Gigi Sloan because she is for net neutrality, which is, which is, you know, was the law of the land until what's what's that guy's now? He's now his fucking name is escaping me. That asshole. Uh God, well, you know, you know, I ajit pie. Thank you. Oh my God, ajit pie. A typical Republican, despite the fact that we, we the people, fought for net neutrality and won again and again and again, that, that, that fascist, that monstrosity, Ajit Pai, was shoved onto the FCC. He became the FCC chairman in tr- for... Trump, Trump put his ass on. He was a Verizon lobbyist. And then they, they were supposed to be, there was an open comment period where people, like we did this before, you know, we fought for net neutrality and won again and again. And uh, it doesn't matter. Ajit Pai shoved his filthy fascist ass in in the FCC and overturned the will of the people and in the meantime, the, uh, during the public comment period, all of these fake comments appeared on the FCC webs. I hate net neutrality. It was all fake because Republicans hate America. They hate democracy. You see, that's just another example of how much they hate America. They don't care about the will of the people. They want to shove their... Christo-fascism on America. They want to be able to steal without you dumbasses getting in the way. They want to be able to charge you for the internet to, to make... Not all things are equal. You know, they're all about deplatforming and blah, blah, blah. They want to be able to suck every ounce of any profit out of you like a parasite sucks life from a host. A bloated parasite and sickens that host. That's what they want. So they're really going after Gigi Sung, which means she's the right person for the job and needs to be confirmed. And why haven't the Democrats done this? It's really annoying. It's sickening. I'm so tired of them. Just not fighting come on come on for Christ's sakes right I'm so sick of them so here's from this is disgusting I mean they are so disgusting that and so much so that their their attacks are getting so disgusting on Gigi son and I and I really 
encourage everyone to call their um, senators and Chuck Schumer and tell his ass to fucking confirm Gigi Stone already? Like, enough of this shit? I'm sick of it? Just put it like that. How many times we got to fight and win net neutrality? How many? How many times? Can't we have somebody in there that isn't a, a, you know, a corporate lickspittle who hates democracy and hates America? You know, that would be a refreshing turn of events. So they're not all, so they're attacking Gigi Sohn. They've been attacking her. This is what they do. When, uh, as FDR said, judge me by my enemies. If you, that's how we know. She's, she needs to be confirmed. But, so here's from uh, the fight for the future. Remember, and I encourage you to, I'll put it in the chat. Let's see. Put the link in the chat right here. Get in there, Link. So you can sign the petition at fight for the future. But, so, uh, they write on their cover page, on the homepage, remember when Ajit Pai took over the FCC and gutted net neutrality? We've been working for years to overturn that corrupt move. And we finally got our chance when the Biden administration nominated Gigi Sohn, a highly qualified public interest, interest advocate who, unlike Pai, never worked for the telecom industry. Oh, you mean she might actually have the the interests of the people at heart. But Sohn has been awaiting Senate confirmation, wait for it, for over two years. Ajit Pai was confirmed in a matter of months, even though he was a filthy fascist who hated America. She has been subjected to a massive, well-funded telecom smear campaign precisely because she's pledged to support non-controversial public goods like ensuring affordable internet access, restoring net neutrality, and protecting online privacy. Oh, that sounds like us. That sounds so woke. Now these attacks have reached a new low. Net neutrality opponents are trying to undermine Gigi Sohn's nomination by openly attacking her sexuality. Okay, there we go. In recent days, outlets like Fox News, The Daily Mail, and Breitbart have launched a slew of dangerous and false attacks that peddle in a QAnon-style conspiracy theories and homophobic tropes. The articles falsely claim that Sohn has opposed efforts to combat sex trafficking. Of course, this is what they do. Wait for it, because she sits on the board of the highly respected Electronic Frontier Foundation, which has opposed dangerous and misguided legislation like ESTA or FOST, I can't, you know, it's, it's an acronym, which experts have warned for years actually makes it harder to combat sex trafficking while wreaking havoc on, for, on free speech. But here's the worst part. It's been several days since telecom-backed bigots launched these fact-free, blatantly homophobic attacks on Gigi Sohn 
and Democratic uh, and Senate Democrats and the White House, who should be defending Sohn, have been shamefully silent. If they don't speak up now and condemn these attacks, this will become a go-to strategy for bigots looking to sink any LGBTQ person's nomination. And we cannot make that uh, allow that to happen. So, that's why I put the link in the chat. Sign the petition that says, We call on Democratic leadership, including the Senate White House, excuse me, including the White House, the chair, uh, what am I saying? Including the White House, comma, Chair Cantwell of the Commerce Committee and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to immediately condemn these homophobic attacks on Gigi Sohn and commit to confirming her as soon as possible. That's the least you can do. Aren't you tired of this shit? With these damn Democrats not fighting? Give me a break. Silence is complicity. As we used to say in ACT UP, silence equals death. And that's what Republicans want. They, they want to be the only, f- f- you know, uh, filthy fascist voice ringing out and if there's no one countering it, the morons are going to think it's true. So here's right from, this is one of the, I won't read the whole thing. It's just vile. But that's who they are. From the Daily Mail. It's, um, here we go. And it's, the attacks are so bad. The whole, the, the, the homophobic attacks, which, you know, Republicans, I've been saying that they're not getting the same bang for their buck after, or, um, out of attacking gay people. So they're, they're targeting trans people because there's a lot of misinformation and, you know, it involves peepees. It always involves peepees. You understand with Republicans then there, it was involved, it involved peepees when they attack gays. They're always like, well, the peepees, God made Adam and Eve peepees not adam and steve's peepees you know they're always worried about your peepee like babies are babies are they're very fascinated with their peepees you know that republicans never grow out of it they want to know of of your peepee their peepee whose peepee they're sick they got mental problems but you know all they need to do is get help i'm just trying to make sure they got health care so they can get the help they need but the attacks have been so disgusting that even an executive at abc disney wrote a um an article on her behalf defending her where is it preston Patton, isp's complicit in in a smear campaign against fcc nominee Gigi sohn so, this is from msn.com by Ju- uh, John Egerton, citing a smear campaign to continue to prevent Gigi Sohn from being seated as the fifth FCC commissioner. Former Fox and ABC Disney executive Preston Patton has written to the chair of the Senate Commerce Committee to call out these tactics and advocate for Sohn, for whom he is not aligned with politically. Patton also said that uh, said he had been in contact with Fox's uh, Rupert Murdoch 
an opponent of the Democratic nominee, said that he was able to assuage Murdoch's misgivings about Sohn's nomination by pointing out that she was helpful in Patton's effort to stop, to, uh, excuse me, efforts as a top Fox executive to secure the FCC waivers needed to start the Fox network and to fend off fierce lobbying from ABC and NBC, NBC, CBS and NBC in the process. So, yeah. One of the knocks on Sohn from her conservative critics is that she is a progressive Democrat. Who cares? Of course, that, that's woke. So, um, and was overly critical of Fox News in one of her tweets. I hate these people. She posted when uh, a tweet that she posted when she was a private citizen prior to serving as a counselor to the Obama-era FCC chair, Tom Wheeler. Sohn says she has regretted some of her word choices. But Patton called Sohn a superbly qualified nominee. Well, you know, it doesn't matter to Republicans because loyalty is all that you need. In a fascist society, expertise is replaced by loyalty. You know, Democrats, you notice Democrats, they put nominees up that are overly qualified all the time. They don't put on some bozo who wrote an article for wedding.com like Eileen Cannon. That was her only writing cred when they asked her to, for her application to be a, a, a judge, a federal judge. They, you submit your writings. You know, usually when you're getting a lifetime position on the bench, your writings are legal. You know, pontifications and musings and whatnot, legal opinions. And uh, Eileen Cannon, or Aileen Cannon, she, her, her writing submission was a, an article she wrote on uh, weddings.com for herself about her wedding. It's a joke, right? It's that's why I say, is this real life? Are we really happen? Is this really happening? So um, the article he says just this past week, a story from the UK's Daily Mail about Sohn was picked up by conservative U.S. outlets, and you want to see how disgusting it is? I can't even believe it. This this is why we know she needs to be confirmed yesterday and i encourage you to please remember to call right now if you're listening to the show on the podcast put it on pause call your senator and say what is this bullshit call chuck schumer because the squeaky wheel gets the grease so here from the daily mail the headline is exclusive Biden's FCC nominee Gigi Sohn sits on a board of a nonprofit that wants to uphold online sex work and that honored an OnlyFans dominatrix who boasts about urinating on faces. If I swear to God, that is an actual headline. Where is it? Come on. Pictured. That's an actual headline. 
Can you believe these Republicans? But it's all about who boasts about urinating on faces. No, no, no. Republicans want you to urinate on their face. You understand? They like that. Because they hate themselves inside. They, they secretly do. And I told you the story about years ago when I was listening to Howard Stern. And it was during the an election season. Uh, which never ends in this country. And they were interview. Howard Stern was interviewing prostitutes who worked the conventions, the different convention, the Democratic convention and the Republican convention. And they, they, you know, they talked about their experiences and they said that the Republican convention is, uh, is very fucked up. You know, that Republicans, they hire they're these sex workers they want to be they want to be urinated on one of the prostitutes or sex workers talked about how you know they want them to crush their balls and shit like that you know because they hate themselves whereas they were saying you know it's i'm sure it's not across the board but it's not all but it's a it's a lot. It's enough to to notice a difference. They whereas the Democratic convention, you know, they just wanted sex, whatever. They weren't they they weren't asking to be put in diapers, you know, and shit, have their diapers changed, or to be beaten and spit on. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're fucked up. Gigi Sohn joined the board of the Electronic Frontier Foundation in 20... Oh, no, we don't need to read this. President Biden's pick for a vacant seat on the FCC is a proud member of the nonprofit... Oh, I just read that. The organization is called the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is a normal group. Okay. The group protested against SESTA, a legislation introduced by the Trump scum that cracks down on sex trafficking, claiming it would censor sex work. And this is bullshit, of course. You know how Republicans twist everything? So I won't read this and give it any more, you know, amplify it. The point is, they go into their bag of tricks. They're disgusting. They hate America. And uh, there you go. They had, There's no low too low. They disgrace themselves, but whatever. They're like George Santos. No, There's no shame there. They want everyone twisted. Oh, they want to urinate on faces? How vile. And then we'll have another one of these pastors, these fake-ass pastors screaming about it as if it's real anyway so one more thing i just wanted to end on george santos because you probably uh saw he tried he's he's making the rounds you know he took himself off committees suppose no who knows if what the truth is the guy's a fucking liar he can't he can't breathe without lying so he's off committees, but he's not resigning because he, he needs the money. 
We've discussed this before. That's the thing. He needs the money. This is the m- most money he's ever made in his life. He's making $14,000 a month as a fake member of Congress. He doesn't want to leave. Of course, he might be forced to leave in handcuffs, and I pray for that day. So he went on uh, fascist propaganda, OAN, to apologize, supposedly. But here, let's play a little bit of it. I've made my sincere apology multiple times. I, I earlier said it that I thoroughly apologize for lying about my education and embellishing the resume. I've made that very, very clear. Uh, I, I don't know what more can can be said other than admitting. Is there anything more humbling and humiliating than you admitting that on national television, Caitlin? See, that's all. I've apologized about, first of all, and then he's lying in the apology. I've apologized about lying about my education, which he has none, and embellishing my resume. It's not an embellishment. It's a fabrication. That's the proper word. I apologized about embellishing my resume is a lie. And he's, he's confused about what he should do. I don't know what I should do. What am I supposed to do? I've apologized. I've humiliated myself. Yeah, I guess so. Well, if you could feel shame, I might believe it. But what else can you do, George? You can fucking resign. That's what you would do. If you actually had shame, you would resign. I don't know what else I can do. Stop robbing the American people. You effing shameless con man. Resign. That's what you can do. No, apology is not accepted. Oh, and then he also went out, you know, with the whataboutism, saying how, well, uh, I'm just like Joe Biden. If Joe Biden can be a career pathological liar, why can't he? First of all, This is what Republicans have done to this country. You know, he's there is no comparison to George Santos and Joe Biden. George Santos, everything about him is a fabrication. He's wanted in Brazil for, for for stealing someone's checks and trying to pass them, trying to cash them. He's a filthy grifter. He's got a, a string of evictions. He doesn't pay rent. He steals from his roommates. Anyone, anyone stupid enough to fall into his web? Or unfor- not stupid, I mean, I guess unfortunate enough. He's a, he's a pathological liar. But George Santos, is the, the, this is the Republican playbook. He's taken the page right out of Trump. Oh, it's the media attacking me. I wish the media would leave me alone. What about Joe Biden? Honey, you're not not Joe Biden. A 40-year career pathological liar? Show me. I'm not saying, you know, Joe Biden 
whatever. Corn pop is a whatever. Who cares? It's there. This is there is no comparison to this. You're not Joe Biden. Joe Biden did some. He's doing some things for the American people. You're not fit. Joe, whatever your name is, Katara, whatever, George, Anthony, whatever. You know, Joe Biden didn't lie about uh, his mother's, his own mother's death. What a prick. Oh, also, which reminds me, I wonder if I have that. Because uh, 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 George Santos is such a narcissist, and he's a sociopath like all Republicans, they, or not all, um, a, a, a lot of them, they, um, he was on, you know, he's he's been on a lot of radio shows. He loves the attention or podcasts, little stupid little podcasts. And so there's more material comes out all the time on him. Here, Here's George Santos on a a shit show called, I don't know, Charles Moskowitz podcast? Some bullshit. Where is it? A program. So I'm trying to be selective. Of oh, let me find. I didn't cut the clip. The classroom. And jihadists that they oppose in this name. Attack that. I mean, look, I, I say this and I say this often. We need to really draw a line, and that line needs to be the bureaucracies in oh, need of reform. Your, your I'm to find I it. applaud them. I'm sorry, because I I grabbed the whole damn thing. We're not watching the whole thing. That that's not the case. And China's the one benefiting, Charles. Russia knows that it's supposed to be under his control. If that be the case, then those, the FBI agent uh, director should should be behind bars. That's seditious. I mean, that's because uh, uh, they're talking you know, about the stolen election. The FBI is under stolen. the direct control of the Department of Justice. Not, it's not a sovereign agency. I agree. Uh, I think that what we need to do is we need to start really vetting these people better, oh and we need God. to really do a thorough background check. I, the, the just the incredible, uh, yeah, the. The way he can lie. Um, what I was trying to find, the clip in that uh, whole, I don't know why. Why did I grab the whole podcast? Jesus Christ. Um, he said in this podcast something about Chuck Schumer's mother. Which was, are you kidding me? He said Chuck Schumer, and it's a lie, of course. The whole thing is a lie. He said Chuck Schumer's mother lives in his district and or lives in District 3 and she said that he doesn't she doesn't vote for him. His own mother doesn't vote for him probably, he says. Sent and then I guess when he uh it came out of his mouth, he was like, "Well, I better back it up with some lie that they'll just eat up because they they eat any shit coming out of a fascist's mouth, like baby birds. They open their baby bird mouth for the lies. So she, he goes on to say, she lives in my district. 
And she had a mouthful when I knocked on her door asking for her vote. She said, I don't know what's happened to my son. He used to be a good man. Are you fucking kidding me? You repugnant freak. So not only does he lie about his own mother, he lies about everybody else's mother. So when the host joked, would it, uh, it would make um, a great campaign ad you know, to bring Chuck Schumer's mother into it. He used to be a good man. The production, you know why? Because they... Oh, I wish I could find it. It's better coming out of his mouth. Working economy of three. Us and the children. The threat of radical Islamic terrorists. Islamic. Once upon a time when I was a young man, uh, I used to think, oh my God, I might want to work for the FBI one day. They oh, do such good work. I, we need to try to remove that bias. And I know that that's very, it's oh my God. after genuine enemies of the United States. Like, we're going after what the agencies that, that are supposed to be. Look at his face. What kind of feeling do you get when you look at that smug, smarmy, filthy grifter's face? Under his control. If that. The woman is in her 90s. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay, let's rewind it a little bit. Not, it's not a sovereign agency. They're talking about the I FBI, uh, how biased it is, because they actually, you know, uh, there might be some consequences for Trump stealing classified documents. So, whatever. Uh, I think that what we need to do is we need to start really vetting these people better. And we need to really do a thorough background yeah, sure, check on bitch. them before they get these sure, jobs. Qatar. Again, Chuck Schumer is do a good example. Do to be a background check before they get these jobs. Yeah, I think we do. We need to do a thorough background check. I agree with you, George. But talk about somebody who rose to the ranks. His own mother doesn't vote for him, probably. She lives in my district, and she had a mouthful when I knocked on her door asking her for her vote. So right. she says, I don't know what's happened to my son. He used to be a good man. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you believe it? No. Uh, that was pretty <laughs> kind of commercial. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I wouldn't I do that. The, the woman is in her 90s. She's a darling. And, uh, you know, Chuck doesn't deserve the mother he has. How dare you? How dare you? You filthy, grifting monster. Look at that face. Shameless. That's a face of shamelessness. She, he doesn't deserve his mother. She had a mouthful. Oh, yeah, you you sure have a mouthful of shit. Constant. And it constantly spews everywhere, and it, the stench is everywhere. Oh, God. Shamelessness. Absolute shamelessness. I don't know what more, more I can do. I've made my sincere apology multiple times. I, I earlier said it that I thoroughly apologize Unreal. for lying about my education and embellishing the resume i've made that very very clear uh, very uh, very clear why can't you people just accept my apology and let me take my fourteen thousand dollars a month doing nothing uh, even though i'm a complete fraud embellished you fabricated it so he lies. He's like, I'm not going to lie anymore. 
but I here comes a lie. He can't help it. Unreal. Here's another clip from there, that interview. I know that a lot of people want to create this narrative that I, I faked my way to Congress, which is absolutely categorically false. Are you fucking kidding me? You, you hear that? This is right after he said, I will, uh, I apologize. And now then he promised that he would always say the truth. That from now on, he's going to double vet everything he says. I do, I'll double vet you right here. F off. F off into history's trash bin. If, you, if somebody like him, if he really wanted to atone for being a con man, then he would face it up, face up to his, his, his filth, his lies, his grift. That's the only way, you know, make amends. We're talking about the 12 steps throughout the show, right? Make, make, a, make amends. And how would you do that if this person, if he was in the rooms and there was a problem, you know what he would be advised to do? If, they, if he was wanted in Brazil, he would be advised to go and go to, the, go to Brazil and face his crimes. And even if you have to go to jail. That's how you make amends. That's how you say you're sorry. You go and you 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 make amends. It's an action. It's not a word. Um, I've worked hard. I've built ground up a career. You built nothing. You were a squatter. And then you got into a Ponzi scheme. That's this is his career. He squatted. He lied. He 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 was a parasite off of others. He promised the moon, but couldn't deliver a pizza anywhere. Stole from his friends. Stole from boyfriends. Stole from his mother. Stole from his mother's clients. Lived on the uh, on handouts. Lived on. The for I mean for two years he took advantage of the eviction moratorium. The people of New York gave him twenty thousand dollars to pay his rent, and he p- put it in his pocket. And he fucked the landlord while simultaneously tweeting that landlords like him can't get their rent. When will this eviction moratorium end? Because he hasn't received a dime of rent on his 13 properties, which doesn't exist. He doesn't have a, he didn't have a property at all. He was a squatter. He was taking advantage of a landlord. Not a landlord like him because he's not a landlord. That's shamelessness right there. You're, 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 the only reason you have a roof over your head is because of an eviction moratorium that your fellow Americans put in place because of compassion in a time of crisis. And that wasn't uh, nobody pay their rent uh, jubilee. It was if you could pay your rent, you pay your rent. 
But if you can't pay your rent because you're an essential worker or something or something, or you lost your job or you, you know, whatever you will, you're, you're a waiter or you're a actor or you're some profession that, that closed down during the, the pandemic. We didn't want to have a crisis of homelessness. So the, we, the people said, we'll give you help with your rent. So you won't, so landlords will get their money. And so they don't have to worry about that. So they will also be stressed, but you uh, will have a roof over your head. But it wasn't a nobody pay their rent ticket. But that's what he used it as because he's a grifter. And I'm sure there were others that did the same that were grifters like him, shameless effing grifters. But there's nothing more shameless than not only just taking advantage of it, which if you you did, you took advantage of it, you would just shut your filthy lie hole. But he couldn't. He had to go out and say, I'm a landlord. I, I mean, there, there's, it's just so sick. When will this eviction moratorium end? that I'm taking advantage of and actually getting $20,000 from the, from the taxpayer. He's a grifter. He built a career. He worked at a Ponzi scheme. That's the only legitimate job on his resume that he worked at. I think, Oh, he worked at direct TV for a minute, for a hot minute. And he worked on a Ponzi scheme. Um, through experience and through he wasn't, but at direct he wasn't an, an executive. He was like a customer service somebody. You know, he answered the phones. He was uh, nothing. He wasn't the VP, and that's the other thing. Uh, when he says my mother was in the South Tower, all these little details. His mother was I. I called her a cleaning lady. No, she was a home health aide. But still, home health aides don't have offices or didn't have offices in the Twin Towers. That's prime buku bucks real estate. So a home health aide, you know home health aides. They're not, they're not living on fat paychecks. Unfortunately, they should be. Every, that's what's so fucked up about this country in general. That's why we're sick and how Republicans can play their games because everything that matters is not given the attention or funding it needs, that it requires, like teaching, like, you know, uh, yeah, essential workers, <laughs> like home health aides. Phew. Knowledge and through self-education. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Self-education. Ground up a career. Um, through what ground up? What career? Ground up a career um, through experience and through knowledge and through self-education. Uh, experience, knowledge, and self-education. And what, what, where are the fruits of your labor? It's not like Tom Hartman who didn't go to college. You know, he's out there writing a book a month. Uh, he's intellectually curious. He reads things. He, what, what have you done, George? 
you know, you learn, that's self-education. You learn, you know, it starts with intellectual curiosity. You want to learn about life, this, this world that we live in. There's a lot to learn. But he doesn't learn. They, he's a mimic. That's what, that, that's the sociopath way. They mimic and they say whatever you, they think you want to hear. And, you know, I think it's amazing that I have to sit here and be spoken down to on a regular basis, yet again, by the media. He's a victim. I know that a lot of people... You see? He's the victim. He's being spoken down to by the media. So he's apologizing, but he's a victim. Um, everything he will say from now on is a... Uh, it will be thoroughly vetted, double vetted, he said, or something like that. And in the next breath, lies. Lies about his embellished resume that he did, that it's just embellished, not completely fabricated. He's a fucking joke. But that's who they are. That's the Republican Party. And Kevin, here's Kevin McCarthy's opinion on it. Speaker, first, a very quick question. Who has more power, Joe Biden or George Santos? <laughs> well, right now, I think it is the president, Joe Biden, unfortunately. So how the president has more power than George Santos, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Help us. Help us. Is this real? Is this a real life? Oh my God! Yes, Trucker John on the chat. She was she was in the she wasn't in the United States on nine eleven. His his mother. She was in Brazil. He's a liar. He's a filthy liar. But he doesn't know why he'll he's being talked down to by the media because yeah we should all kiss his ass and let him run away with $14,000 a month of taxpayer-funded salary. And they'll leave him alone. Leave little Georgie alone. Leave George alone. He worked hard being a grifter. It was a lot of work. All those lies. It's a lot to lie constantly. All those, you know, fake knee replacements, fake master's degrees from NYU, fake resumes, fake everything, fake, 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 fake mother's death, fake, I don't, I don't know, fake dog charity, but real, real suckers everywhere, real marks and dupes, real people getting hurt. That's the Republican way. Real people get hurt while these grifters play their games, use people, just treat people like nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. All right. All right. That's the end of tonight's Terror Buster. People, people, people. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. You're very lonely one. It's all right. Whatever. Guys, if you can, if you're listening, I know uh, a lot of the people on the chat are already patrons. If you can become a patron, please do. Share the show with your friends. 
tell everybody to hang out with us. And remember, it works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it, and we will win. That's true. If one thing we learned is that, or I guess we showed again tonight, that we're on the right side of history. Liberals, progressives, normal people, patriots. That's who we are. Liberals are the patriots. And we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We're capable of functioning in the kind of free democratic society that works for all. That Republicans can only pretend to love. We stick together. We win. Thank you so much. That's just another way of saying e pluribus unum. We don't leave anybody behind. All right, guys. Listen, listen, listen. You got your marching orders. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. It's been great to see you. Uh, as always. And I will see you. I will be taking attendance on Friday night.